Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So I'm sure you've noticed that the political parties are running around Canada, pillar to post, post to pillar, promising billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of additional spending to buy your vote. So the reality is that our country is in massive national debt. The provinces are in very significant debt. Canadians themselves are in debt. So how are we going to pay for all of this? Particularly as we find out, and it was predicted on this program not so long ago by my next guest, who was giggled at by the intelligentsia when he predicted what he predicted, which actually is happening, and that is that the GDP is trending downward in the second quarter of 2021. The guest, of course, is our great friend, Dr. Eric Cam, professor of macroeconomics at Ryerson University. I can't even say it because they're changing the name. The University, Ryerson University in Toronto. And Dr. Cam, on this program, not so long ago, said the GDP is going to be going downward. And you were right, my friend, professor. You were right. How are you? Well, thank you very much. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. Just great. So let's get at this. Uh, first of all, address the issue of the GDP trending downward in the second quarter of 2021. And what does that mean to the average person? What does that mean to the person who's listening right now? It means that it's a negative outlook on the economy. And no matter what people will tell you, expectations, Roy, still mean a great deal. They drive a lot of economic development. So one of the worst things for an economy is for people to believe the economy is about to tank because it stops them from spending, it stops them from borrowing. So it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy when they see the negativity in the media or they see the negativity coming out of the Bank of Canada, then they say, uh-oh, we've got to really um, be careful and stop doing the things that motivate an economy to actually grow. So where are we? What's the potential then? We were hearing politicians say, anything and everything that's going to get them votes. But what's the reality? Where are we with our economy now? And what is the potential in the next 12, 24, 36 months to move forward? Can we even look that far ahead? No, I don't think we can look that far ahead because our level of indebtedness now is so huge that it almost makes the political promises from any of the three parties almost meaningless. And that doesn't mean without meaning, it just means that they're talking about $2 billion here, $5 billion here. Well, Roy, what does it mean to the average consumer if I say, will you lend me two more dollars when you already owe three or $400? And that's what's going on right now with our government. So they're already in debt, 300, 400, uh, 2 trillion. So promising things like two and a half million dollars is meaningless. When Mr. Trudeau goes around and says, I'm going to attack your banks yeah. with this ridiculous, ridiculous low-lying fruit argument, it's almost insulting because if I may, he is saying we're going to go after banks to the tune of about two and a half billion dollars. Now, again, that would be like you, Roy, owing $2,000 and going out and retrieving $2 of it. It's just a what I call low lying fruit. It's a tax hike targeted at large financial institutions. And let me tell you, banks are one of this country's largest employers. Almost 300,000 people are employed by banks. So if the Liberal Party is dumb enough to think that they're going to go after the banks 
It is just an election ploy because the banks don't get to be banks by being stupid. They will pass any additional costs onto the borrowing and lending of consumers. So if the Trudeau government was smart, it would find somebody else to attack because there is nothing smart about going after one of Canada's largest employers. I think this is just a reaction to Jagmeet Singh saying he's going to tax the ultra-rich. So Trudeau comes back with the banks as being symbolic of ultra-rich. And what we have to remember as well, Professor, as you well know, is that the banks, the Canadian pension plans, many of them are invested heavily in in Canada's banks. You're far better off in a country where your banks are stable and sound and fiscally and financially on solid footing than if you're in a place like Argentina. Well, that's right. And that's what Mark Carney, when he was the chair of the bank, he always said that when times started to downturn, he may he would say to himself, an instinctive reaction might be to, you know, give it to the banks. But then what you really got to do is, you know, sit back, look at your company's pension plan and say that if you have a private pension plan, how many of that is in how much of that is invested in the banks? I mean, like I say, I know and, and, and Jagmeet Singh is really, frankly, the worst offender of this. It is so easy to people that are having a hard time, especially in a pandemic, to say, we'll take care of you. We'll go after the wealthy. We will go after the super wealthy and make your life better. But Roy, I promise you, in the history of economies, going after the wealthy and the super wealthy has never done anything but bring an economy to detriment. You know, I keep mentioning this because it happened uh, 10 or 15 years ago. The British government decided that it was going to go after the super wealthy, the billionaires, and increase their tax bracket dramatically. So what did they do? They left and they took their money with them. Of course they left because I say it again, banks are not stupid, billionaires are not stupid, and they don't get where they are by making bad fiscal choices. And if they see a government being contradictory to what they want to do, which, by the way, is make profits and drive an economy, they can pick up their balls and their bats and their gloves and go play elsewhere. And as you point out, they are significant employers with the banks, as you say, employing 300,000 people in this country. Employer doesn't necessarily equate to bad. For some people it does. But if you think about it for a minute, it won't. Employer better relate to good. If we are at a point in our lifestyle where an employer having a job, earning an income is a bad thing, we are in a very, very dangerous position. And Roy, we've talked about this before. I know that there's a hate on, a strong hate on for capitalism. But I asked the good listenership to do some research into the alternatives, and they are not better. Let me just throw this one at you. The headline, there are plenty of jobs out there. Why aren't Canadians filling them? What do you say? Oh, I think this one is very easy to answer, Roy, and it goes back to what I always tell my first-year students on the first day. If you believe in a capitalist market economy, you believe that people respond to incentives. And what they have seen for the last almost two years is a government paying them to stay home. So what is the incentive to go to work if you're going to be paid to stay home? And the answer is there isn't any. And I've talked to lots of small, medium business owners who are having a terrible time filling their job openings because people are telling them they make more money and prefer their lifestyle on CERB or whatever they call it these days. People respond to incentives. And if the incentive is not to work, then they won't work. Yeah, Global News Story goes on to say that you can get $300 a week out of the CRB, CERB. I, I guess they still call it CERB. Uh, that you can get 300 bucks a week out of that. And if you instead 
would work 10 hours at 15 bucks an hour, you're going to get 150. So the incentive can be, I'm not saying that it is for everyone, but the incentive certainly can be to take the 300 bucks. Yeah, you're right, of course. Okay, let's talk about debt and deficit. So deficit is huge. Debt is massive. We have Trudeau going to spend $78 billion with no idea when the deficit is going to disappear, when the budgets will balance, because as he knows, he knows, we don't, that budgets balance themselves. And O'Toole is saying they'll balance the budget within 10 years. I'm not sure what Singh is saying, but it just sounds like a lot of malarkey to me. What do you say? First of all, it doesn't matter what Jagmeet Singh says. He has absolutely no chance of forming the government, so he can say whatever he wants. The other two parties, which seem to be neck and neck, should really think about the intelligence and the wisdom of the people listening to their uh, malarkey. Now, I'm out of the closet, Roy. People know that I'm a conservative and I'm going to vote conservative and I don't apologize for that. But back to your question for a second about election promises and Mr. Trudeau's promises. You know, it isn't that hard to figure out how governments do business. They have two levers that they can pull. There's a spending lever and there's a taxation lever. And right now, our governments are so running wild on spending that it seems to me that it's just become a monster in and of itself. As I said, if you're gonna promise billions and billions and billions, well then promising a couple more billions isn't gonna make much of a difference. When I was a kid, my grandfather always told me, it's not how much you earn, it's how much you spend. And right now what our governments have to do and I'm trusting Mr. O'Toole will do this at some point because he has my vote, is to reduce the level of government spending. That is the only hope we have of balancing a budget. But let me just add that as a realist and an economist, the idea of balancing this budget within 10 years is fantasy, Roy. It is, isn't it? There's no way it can be done. None. Zero. And and you could could just pick a number out of the air. You just, you do what you can uh, intelligently with the assistance and the advice from people like Dr. Eric Cam, and when it comes to buying things and people spending their money, Tom Caldwell, chairman of Caldwell Securities, said on this program a number of years ago, he said, when I was young and when you were young, Roy, people wanted to know how much something cost. Today, it's can I make the payments? So the whole well, idea, right? So the whole idea of the cost, the cost of something and the interest you're going to pay gone out the window. Can I make the payments? Well, that's it. And you know, uh, my closest friend this week just bought a house. And did he care about how much the house was? No, because he can get a mortgage for 1.2% so he can afford the payments. And that's the mindset now among young people and sadly even among the not so young people is as long as I can make payments, as long as I can pay that minimum monthly balance on my visa card, I'm fine. Well, guess what, Roy? You're not fine and the government isn't fine doing it either. So in the minute we have left, what is the absolute must do for whichever party forms the government of Canada, and whether we have a minority or a majority government, when it comes to economics and fiscal responsibility for this nation, what is the thing that they have to absolutely have to do? Number one, stop stop playing Russian roulette with the people who create wealth in this economy. Stop threatening them like they're in grade three bullies. Start letting the wealth drivers of this nation drive wealth keep interest rates low, let them do the spending and let their spending replace government spending. Number two, but related, reduce government spending. Let people go back to work. I have all faith 
in the in this economy and in our population that if you start to reduce and get rid of things like CERB, people will inevitably go back to work and that Roy that breeds consumption and investment and that's how you grow an economy okay. not giving people lottery winnings like CERB. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.